What do you get when you fall in love? You get enough germs to catch SARS And you're gonna die in a lot of pain That's not nice, okay? Wow. Really not a nice way to start the podcast. Hello, Harlan Williams here. You are riding down the Harlan Highway with me, your host, Harlan Williams. And uh, what can I tell you? Well, I could tell you what's in the show, for starters. Duh. Hello, Williams to Planet 9, 10 and 11. Uh, Speaking of planets, yes, Captain Kirk will be by today. Captain James T. Kirk. Somehow gets in the studio again. Um, most annoying guy ever. We're going to talk about spitting. Oh, people who spit. What's wrong with them? And then I have a really moving, wonderful dog story for you. I, I don't know if you like dogs or not, but this this was touching. Something I saw and uh, just, uh, oh, so, so darling. And then I got some new shoes. I can't wait to tell you about my new shoes. Oh. Wait till you hear about my fancy new footwear. And if you don't want to walk, you can fly. And here's something really annoying about flying that drives me nuts. All that and more right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. What kind of shoes you wearing these days, people? You wearing heels? Are you ready, boots? You wearing a boot? You wearing sneakers? Dog walking. It's kind of a statement, isn't it? Footwear reflects your personality. I'll tell you what I'm wearing these days, man. You're going to be jealous when you hear this. I'm wearing, uh, you know those wooden clogs that the people in Holland wear? You know the ones. People standing out there in the lilies, tending to their windmill. The little wooden, totally wooden clogs with the little fairy queen toes on them. You know the little toes that twirl up at the end? Yeah, man, that's what I'm wearing. They are cool. No one else is wearing what I'm wearing. That's what makes me special and cooler than you. Oh, I don't care what. You got your Nikes on. You got your Doc Martens. I got my Holland clogs, baby. If I see a dyke around, I'm going to be able to put my finger in it because I've got Holland shoes on. The only thing about them, though, they're all made out of wood. I had a bad experience, man. They got no tread on the bottom. They're just smooth. It's like a canoe under there. I was trucking on down the sidewalk, you know, doing the Saturday night fever walk, you know, just looking cool. If there was a camera there, I would have been just filming my shoes. And I stepped on a piece of dog poo. Someone let their dog do their business on the sidewalk, and I stepped right on it, man. And when you're wearing wooden Holland shoes with no traction, no sole, you just slide. I slid down the street. I was up on one leg. I was like Gumby. Ever seen Gumby sliding around on that one leg? Oh, man. I was like the little Dutch boy gone bad. 
sliding down Main Street, my Dutch shoes, after stepping on some poodle fun. Maybe I better get some Birkenstocks. Man, those have suction cups on the bottom. I could walk up a wall if I had to. Keep your clogs on the pedal, people. Harlan Williams, the Harlan Highway. Base, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterpriser. Five-year mission to seek out new life, to find crazy new planets, to boldly go where no man has ever, ever gone before. These are Kirk! Kirk, shut it off! Kirk! Kirk! Excuse me. What are you doing in here, man? I'm Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. I'm... What? Look at you! What? What? Yeah, why? Look, what do you mean, why? Look at you, standing. Where are your clothes? They're on my feet. What do you mean your clothes are on your feet? Well, if I lift up my leg, you can see. I've got... Turn the music off! Turn the music... These are the voyages of the stars. You turn it off! Roger! I'm in the middle of my... You're not in the middle of anything. What is on your... Where are your clothes? You're butt naked, Kirk. I've got clothes on my lower extremities. (sighs) You are wearing plaid socks and Birkenstocks and nothing else. Why are you wearing plaid socks with Birkenstocks? And why? I never knew you had such a gut. I would ask you not to insult me as I am the captain of the Starship Enterprise. Five. You're not on the Enterprise, okay? You're in my studio. This is where I do my podcast. I disagree with that statement full-heartedly. I don't care. I don't know how you get in here. You keep thinking this is the the Enterprise. It is the Enterprise, and I am Captain James T. Kirk. Command, you're not. Stop it. You're a mumbling naked idiot. I'm not naked. I have something on my lower extremities. Don't say your lower extremities. That refers to your private parts. Not where I come from. Well, your private parts are clearly not covered, and you're half gray down there. I would ask you to remember that my eyes are up here. Well, it's hard to look in your eyes, Kirk, when you're dangling your wiener over my console. I believe this is my console on the bridge of the starship. Stop it! Why are you wearing plaid socks and Birkenstock sandals? I'm trying to introduce a new piece of our uniform. What do you mean, your uniform? I'm trying to update the uniform for all the personnel aboard the Starship Enterprise. We must keep upgrading our look, our feel. No, 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 no. This is not a good look. Naked with plaid socks, 
and Birkenstocks. Yes, they come in seven different colors. Olive, tan, burnt sienna, green, green grass. Stop it. I don't want to know what color your Birkenstocks come in. And would you put something over your wiener, please? A piece of paper? A stapler? Something? I'm not ashamed of my body. As commander of the Starship Enterprise, I must be in top physical shape. No. You know what? Get out of here. You're making me sick. You're making me puke. And you got your stupid little Birkenstock sandals and plaid socks. I will be back. No, you're not coming back. Get out. I'd rather not. I cannot abandon the ship. Out. I won't abandon the ship. Take your plaid socks and your stupid sandals and get out. I will shoot you with my phaser if I have to. Go ahead, shoot. It's not even real. It's a prop. All right, you asked for it. Here it comes. You're getting phasered. Didn't hurt me. Get out. I will go down and see Scotty and have him repair my phaser. Yeah, you get on the elevator with your little plaid socks and your Birkenstocks. I will, and I will return to the bow of the starship and get out! God, is there anything more annoying? Roger, can you not let Captain James T. Kirk into my studio from now on? Thank you. Is there anything more annoying? You know what? Yes, there is. How about this? How about this? You ever uh, get on an airplane to go somewhere and, you know, it takes forever to get on the plane and it takes forever to everyone sit down and it takes forever for everyone to put their luggage up in the racks and it takes forever for the announcements, put your seatbelt on, Right? And then you're sitting there like, can you just move this plane? Please, we haven't even left yet, and I've been sitting here 25 minutes. Can't you do all this stuff while we're rolling? And you're sitting there praying for movement, and all of a sudden the the plane lurches, and you're like, yes, we're rolling. We're going to be in the air in five minutes. And then the airplane, like, backs up, turns around, and then slowly drives for about 45 minutes to the end of the runway. Are you kidding me? Is that not like the longest drive in the world? It's like when you were a kid and your parents took you on a long road trip. You're like, does this ever end? And these guys, they're in a jet, okay? They're in a jet that can top speeds of like 700, 800, 900 miles an hour. they got two, three, four jet engines, and they're crawling out to the end of the runway. Like, I think I saw a couple of kids on skateboards roll past us. Okay? And you're just driving and driving and driving, and part of you is like, should I just drive home? Should I have just rented a car and drove from Boston to Los Angeles? It's like, can't you step on the gas a little guy? And I see like a million runways out here. You have to drive all the way out there to that one. You know what? Let me back into the airport. I'm going to book a flight 
I'm going to book a flight from the terminal to the end of the runway where you take off, and then I'll board the airplane there. Because I'm pretty sure I can take a flight from my gate to the start of the runway a lot faster than you're driving there. So let me let me do that. Let's just call it a connecting flight, shall we? Holy jumping, man. Step on it, buddy. It's just, just more annoying. I don't know if it's more annoying than Captain Kirk, but just a little beef I have. Thought I'd air it out. I don't know if you've had the same experience. But what a drag. There's some weird jobs out there, isn't there? Some different jobs. I felt like an idiot the other day, man, because sometimes I don't know what jobs are. You know, some people have jobs and I kind of don't know that I've ever heard of them. So I think I know what they're about. Like the other night I was talking to a guy and uh, I said, what do you do, man? He goes, oh, I'm in retail. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Retail. And I go like, uh, how many like dogs do you like work with a day? And he goes, no, I'm in retail. And I said, yeah. I get it. Retail. You work with animals that, you know, have been in lawnmower accidents. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? Are you drunk? And I'm like, dude, you're the one that said you worked in retail. And he's like, yeah, I sell fabric. And I said, well, what's that got to do with putting a new tail on an animal? And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, dog gets in a lawnmower accident, his tail gets chopped off, and, you know... It's like that time that lady cut her husband's you-know-what off, and they brought it back and put it back on. And the guy, like, looked at his watch and said, Dude, uh, I gotta go. And I said, Where are you going? He goes, It doesn't matter. I just gotta get the hell away from you, dumbass. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm the dumbass. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see if I ever bring my dog to him if it gets its tail chopped off, okay? He ain't making a dime off of me. I'm getting my dog retailed somewhere else. Ha! Idiot. Oh, and God forbid there, there ever is, a, like, an animal accident. Don't don't we just uh, cringe when we see an animal get hurt? Ugh, it's, it's awful. I don't know if you've ever seen an animal get hit by a car or fall or get hurt or someone kicks it. We always cringe, and here's a great story. This this happened uh, uh, just a few days ago, and, uh, you know, they had a picture of it up on the Internet, and they had a little story, and it's a sad story, but it's, it's kind of a cute story. And um, it was a story about uh, a dog, a yellow dog, like a German Shepherd or a Labrador, a pretty, pretty big dog, got hit in traffic. And uh, was in the middle of traffic on a very busy street. And he was laying in the road. And his dog, Buddy, uh, who was a, was a black lab, the dog, Buddy, stayed with the downed other dog. The dog, was, the dog that was injured and laying on the, uh, on the road. And, and it, for all we know, it could have been dead. It, from looking at the picture, you know, who, who knows, but... Um, 
and uh, witnesses say that this dog just stayed with its buddy. It stood stood over its body. It stood right beside it. It laid down beside its buddy. And this is this is as as busy traffic still going by. This dog refused to leave, and and I thought it was just so uh, touching. I mean, like I said, it's sad that a dog got hit, but yet very moving that this other dog, like, stood by. You know, because I always think about dogs. It's like, how how much do they really connect with each other? How much do they really care? How much do they really stick up for one another? You wonder if they've got it in them, if all their loyalty just goes to humans, or do they have a loyalty to their their, their dog buddies, the, the their own kind? And so I love this story, and uh, it reminds me of uh, my dogs. Well, my old dogs, they're dead now, but uh, a few years back I had like a, a big kind of white kind of husky. Um, it was a breed called the Jindo, J-I-N-D-O, which is kind of a rare breed in here in America, but a beautiful dog. Uh, they were raised uh, for royalty in Korea. Off of Korea there's actually a big island called Jindo. And the dog was named after this island where the dogs were uh, bred for royalty as guard dogs and hunting dogs. And this dog was a big, big-sized dog, you know, about the size of a Labrador, but looked more like a like a coyote mixed with a husky. Very linear, very pointed features, beautiful dog. Her name was Captain Chili Dog. That was my Jindo. And she was like a supermodel-type dog, like just a prima donna. She knew she was hot. She strutted around. She had an attitude. She was the boss. I mean, if, 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 a, if a dog could have a poser attitude, a prima donna attitude, this, this was it. But that being said, she was a great dog, an amazing dog, very loyal uh, very aggressive when she wanted to be. That that hunting that was bred into her was very evident. Uh, but very loyal and loving. And then my other dog was the complete opposite. Was a little black dog, a little chihuahua named Fisherman Bob. So I had Captain Chili Dog and Fisherman Bob, and they grew up together as puppies. I was given Captain Chili Dog as a gift. And I was like, I was like, like most people, oh, I don't want her to be all alone. She needs a friend, you know. So, of course, I uh, I got another dog to uh, go with Captain Chili. A little cute little black chihuahua. Look, found her in the want ads. Went out to some neighborhood in Los Angeles, and there's this cute little uh, Latino couple who lived in a townhouse. Had a bunch of puppies running around, little chihuahua puppies, and there was this little black guy with a little white patch on his chest, and I named him Fisherman Bob. So a real nautical theme. I later went on to get a big, fat British bulldog named Sailor Pudge. So all my dogs have a nautical name. I don't know why. Uh, But anyway, so uh, Captain Chili Dog and Fisherman Bob grew up together. And uh, I still knew the man who gave me Captain Chili Dog. He still had uh, Captain Chili Dog's parents, and the parents had gone on to have more puppies. And uh, and like I said, they're kind of an aggressive breed, the Jindo. 
And so one day I decided I'm going to go over and visit the gentleman who gave me Captain Chili Dog as a puppy. And, you know, I'm going to take my dogs with me and, you know, have a little reunion with uh, with her family, the other Jindos. Um, so I went over and uh, I knew a couple of these other Jindos. And, and one of them in particular was probably one of the scariest meanest dogs I've ever met in my life. Um, and uh, he, he was he's a dog I never even petted. I never even touched because he just looked at you like, I mean, this guy won't even let him in the house. He would just glare at you through the back, the back, uh, the back window on the sliding door. So I take Captain Chili Dog and Fisherman Bob over to the house, and uh, they're running around on the uh, driveway. You know, they're uh, living it up, wagging their tails, jumping up and down. And then someone from uh, the guy's house, my friend Jamie, uh, opened the door. And out come running these four other full-grown Jindos, uh, two of which were Captain Chili Dog's parents. I hope you're still following me. I'm, I'm almost getting mixed up. So anyways, all of a sudden we had Captain Chili Dog, this little black chihuahua, Fisherman Bob, and he was a male, and they grew up together. And now all of a sudden, here come the four uh, Jindos that belong to Jamie. And they come running over right away, and I see them beelining for little Fisherman Bob, who's, you know, a little tiny chihuahua. And they started moving in on little Fisherman Bob, and I'm just like, oh, my God, he's dead. They're going to they're gonna attack him before I can do anything. And uh, all of a sudden, something amazing happened that just warmed my heart. And I was just like, yes. What happened is Captain Chili Dog started running in circles around little Fisherman Bob. And Fisherman Bob just stood there on the driveway. And Captain Chili Dog ran around in circles. And any time one of the other Jindos tried to come in, Captain Chili Dog snapped at their face, like snapped at their snout. And it was clear to me that Captain Chili Dog was, was, was protecting little Fisherman Bob, just walking in a tight circle right around the little guy and not letting anyone in, sending the message like, don't, don't, don't screw with this little guy. This is my buddy. This is my little adopted brother. You do not touch him. You do not get in near him. And I was just like, I just stood by. I was like, wow, man. That is cool because you got to remember Captain Chili Dog, uh, the other Jindos were her extended family. I mean, directly her mother and father were there, and then uh, a, a, the next generation of brother and sister. So you'd think that her bond, her loyalty would have lied more with her direct family than with this little chihuahua that wasn't even her breed. But no, 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 no. Captain Chili Dog was like... Don't even try it, man. And she was snapping at her parents' snouts and uh, the, the extended brothers and sisters, and, and nobody got to little Fisherman Bob. He was just he was as safe as could be. And I just stood there. I was like, that is so cool. You know, because you always wonder if dogs have that loyalty, if they have that connection, and uh, this just proved it. So they're not with me anymore. Those poor dogs have since passed on. But uh, 
their legacy lives on with that that little story and uh and um I think I need to go get a Kleenex because it just brought me to tears. It brought me to tears. <laughs> but uh hey, same goes for that dog out in the middle of traffic. I, I hope those dogs are well and uh there you go, my charming little doggy story for you. Okay, it's a beautiful day. You're out for a walk. You're walking your dog. You're holding hands with your girlfriend. You're just trucking along. It's fall. There's leaves blowing. Going down the sidewalk. You're window shopping. And there it is. You look down. On the ground. Oh, my God. It's a big, giant whore. Yeah, somebody spit. Somebody spit out a big blob of bubbly mucus and saliva. Oh, my God. It looks like a mini pizza that you left too long in the microwave. Just all bubbled and shiny and gross. Don't blame me for talking about it. Blame the spitter, man. These giant monsters on the sidewalk. Then you step on them sometimes. Ooh. Feels like you stepped on a jellyfish. Or worse yet, you step on it. You don't want to look down for when you step off of it. Because now the thing's all smeared around and it's on you. So you just stand there for four hours and wait till it dries. Gets all crusty. Because you don't want to walk away and have that squishy sound under your shoe. Or worse yet, you're driving, man. My guy in front of you, some redneck with a baseball hat and a gun rack. Rolls down his window and... (laughs) He's moving 80. You're moving 80. He thought his big gobber was just going to go right out onto the highway, but he forgot he was flying at 80 miles an hour. And the gobber flies backwards. Hits your front window, man. Looks like you hit a blue jay or something. (laughs) Keep it in your mouth, people, huh? Because I don't want to step on your jellyfish. And I don't want to drive into your... Gob souffle. Highland Williams. You're breaking my windshield wiper. All right, I got to fess up. I I, th- I think I'm probably being a hypocrite doing that 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 bit about spitting. Because I'm going to be honest. I'm going to. Here's where you get to know me better. I'm a spitter. Okay, there. I said it. I met Spitters Anonymous. Hi. Hi, my name's Harland Williams. Um, and I'm <laughs> I'm a spitter. And when I say spitter, I mean I have a habit of spitting. When I'm outside, okay, if I'm walking, if I'm hiking, if I'm out on the sidewalk, I like to spit. It's it's something I've been doing since I was like probably about nine years old, ten years old. And ask anyone that knows me, man, I just spit, 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 spit all the time. I I don't know why. I just like it. It's a habit. It's it's like smoking for me. I'm just like... You know, and I'm not talking about big loogies. I'm not talking like... Okay, I'm not talking about like uh, green goblins. I'm just talking about like, you know, pure liquid clear saliva. Just like a little... You know, I'm not chewing uh, tobacco. It's not black or brown. It doesn't leave a stain. It's just like, you know, crystal clear, good old-fashioned drinkable saliva. 
And I'm just, I don't, I don't hawk it up. I'm not doing like a, you know, it's just kind of subtle. It's silent. I'm just like, kind of like, and I kind of like purse my lips and just, you know, I don't, it doesn't make a noise. It just, and I don't know why I do it. It just relaxes me. And I got to say, man, I've been doing it almost my whole life. And I, sometimes I think about what if you could like collect it all? And I'm not talking about like in a see-through bottle. I don't want to see a bunch of saliva. I just mean if you could put it all in like, you know, a landfill or something. I wouldn't be surprised if I've spit enough liquid to have created like, honestly, like like a 10-acre pond. I mean, I, I, it's amazing when, when you think about the amount of liquid. Like Like, think about it in this way. Think about all the urine you've done in your life, okay? Whether you're 20 years old or 50 years old. Like, if you could tally up all that urine and put it in a landfill, I bet you'd have like a 20-acre pond or a small lake, right? So I'm talking about my spit. And I know it's a little bit gross, but I'm just trying to figure this all out here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Lake Flem. <laughs> hey, go on a little canoe trip in Lake Saliva, boys and girls. The jet skis are available for rental over at the clubhouse. <laughs> I don't know, kind of gross, but uh, I'm just being honest. I, I had to give it up because I did that whole thing about spitting, but I try not to spit right on the sidewalk. You know, I, I try to aim for the curb or believe it or not, I've been spitting so long my aim is really good. And a lot of times I use the cracks in the sidewalk and aim for them. And believe it or not, I'm pretty good at hitting them like 80% of the time. Bing! Spit on a crack, break your mother's crack. Hello. Uh, so there you go. That's that's my true confession. And uh, I, I'm sweating. I'm nervous that I let all that out. But uh, you know what? There's a little pond in my backyard. I'm going to go take a dip and cool off. Gross. All right, and on that note, I think we should we should close this up. That's that's not a good way to end. Um, but nonetheless, at least I'm being honest. Hope you had fun. And if you want to be honest, if you want to share any of your little stories with me, three two three seven three nine four three three zero is the uh, message machine, or you can write to harlemwilliams.com. And I always love hearing from you. Uh, and that's it, man. That is all the time we have for today. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, let's see. Where am I going to be? Where Where can you come and see me uh, in the near future? It looks like um, I'm going to be at a comedy club in Peoria, Peoria, Illinois, called The Jukebox. My first time out there, Peoria, Illinois. Anybody heard of that? It's out there, man. But uh, I'm going to be there on May 4th and May 5th. Uh, Two shows each night, Friday and Saturday, May 4th, May 5th. The Jukebox in Peoria, Illinois. So uh, check it out if you're in the hood. And uh, it's going to be a great 
show. And then don't forget the uh, following week I will be in uh, San Diego. That'll be May 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th at a comedy club down there. Check my website, harlemwilliams.com, for details. And then following that, oh, my goodness, I am going to be in Utah. Uh, That'll be, uh, let's see, that'll be May uh, 18th and 19th in Utah. And I'll give you more details on that as time goes on. So that's it. That's all we got. Uh, Don't forget to check out harlowwilliams.com. Check out our store. And then stitcher.com if you want to catch the uh, podcast on, uh, on your cell phone. So there we go. That's all I got. Until next time, everybody. Chicken chow main, baby.